0: I love history. I always have. It started when I was a kid, listening to my father tell the tales of the great men and women who have shaped the course of human history. My dad was a storyteller, and the great insight I learned from him was that history is a story. It's populated by vivid characters, more complex and more real than even the best fictional characters. Growing up, I read everything I could about history and took every class that was offered, leading eventually to a master's degree in U.S. history. But the further along I went on the academic path, the more I realized I was getting away from what I loved about the subject. The way history is taught today, at least in the United States, is not as a story about the people who made history. Rather, history is taught as a dull recitation of facts or some dehumanized process grinding out events where the people involved are almost an afterthought if not for my dad's storytelling I would never become interested in history and that would have been a shame because the human stories in history are what taught me where I come from if we forget about the actual people who've come before us and their stories then we are adrift History is the great laboratory of human experience. It teaches us practical things, like what works and what doesn't. It also teaches us intangible things, like what character looks like when it's put to the test. I want to tell the story of our history to my son, like my dad did for me. This is my attempt to do so. I'm going to tell a series of story focused on individuals in history. Generally, each podcast will be the story of one person. I'm going to try to tell those stories at a level accessible to kids, but also interesting for adults. I'm recording my efforts as a podcast because I suspect I'm not the only parent out there who wants to share the story of history where their kids and is frustrated by and the lack of good resources out there, for all that's been written about history, vivid stories of individuals in history, told in a way that might be interesting to a child first coming to understand the world, are surprisingly hard to find. Maybe your kids will find my stories interesting, maybe you'll find my stories interesting, and it'll inspire you to tell your own. That's why I'm doing this. Without further ado, I give you the first podcast in history stories for my son, Audie Murphy. I picked Audie Murphy because it was one of my dad's favorite stories. Pretty much every time I would face some difficulty, some challenge in my life, uh, my dad would tell me, let me tell you a story about a guy named Audie Murphy, who was rejected by every branch of the military, who uh, the Marines wouldn't have because they told him, oh, we build men, but... We have to have something to start with. And yet it went on to be the most decorated soldier uh, in the Second World War, uh, a man who became a legend in his own time. Uh, My dad used that story as an inspiration for me of uh, what could be achieved, uh, what could be overcome. And it is an extraordinary story, and it's, it's one that I think uh, every kid growing up in America particularly should know. Annie Murphy was born in 1925. Abandoned by his father at a young age, he left school after the fifth grade to take a job as a cotton picker for $1 a day. Uh, his family was desperately poor. Uh, his dad had been a sharecropper before It abandoned him. A sharecropper as. Uh, someone who doesn't own the land he works on, a farmer who's so poor that uh, he uh, he can't even afford to rent land. And so the way he, he pays for the use of land is by sharing the crop with the person who owns the land. So we're talking poorest of the poor, humblest of the humble background. Uh, and as humble as it began with, his father uh, left him and his family alone at a young age. So you know, a lot of a lot of American stories particularly uh talk about someone overcoming extraordinarily disadvantages and this is certainly an example of that this is someone who came from nothing uh to cap things off his mom died in 1941 when he was 16 years old coincidentally that's also the year the empire of japan attacked Pearl Harbor and ushered in the start of America's involvement in the Second World War. Audie Murphy, at the age of 16, attempted to join the military, but as I talked about, he was rejected by every single branch. He finally managed to join in 1942 uh, at the age uh, of 17, Uh, After he convinced his sister to help him fake his birth certificate, he pretended that he was older than he was so that he could join. And because of that, he was still 17 when he was shipped to war, arriving in Casablanca, French Morocco, on February 20th, 1943. Smack dab in the middle of the greatest and most terrible war of human history the Second World War. He became part of the uh, Allied invasion of first Sicily and then Italy, which was at that time held by uh, the Nazis and their allies on the regime of Benito Mussolini, who was a tyrant that led Italy at that time and was closely aligned with Hitler. Now, Adi Murphy was very junior when he started out. He was a division runner, meaning he was one of these kids who would take messages and run back and forth, uh, carrying them through the line of fire at a time when uh, uh, communications could be spotty otherwise. He soon became a scout and was recognized for his skill. Uh, He was very good at sneaking in and out of places. As a kid, he'd had to learn to be an effective hunter because that was part of how he helped to feed his family, is learning how to hunt, learning how to be uh, quiet and stealthy, and how to shoot. And he applied those lessons to his battlefield service. Soon he started a series of acts of heroism that uh, became legendary. Too many, I think, for me to go through right here and now. Uh, I'll give you just a few examples. Uh, His small patrol of three was ambushed by German machine gun fire, and he responded by attacking and killing five Germans with hand grenades and machine guns. He was soon promoted to sergeant and then staff sergeant, As staff sergeants leading a small unit, he destroyed a German tank, crawling personally out close enough to destroy it with rifle grenades. After the Allied invasion of France at Normandy, uh, he took part in the fighting there. And shortly after landing, he and his men were making his way through a vineyard. Uh, They were attacked by a machine gun and returned fire, killing their attackers. Two Germans exited a house and appeared to surrender, but when Murphy's best friend responded, they shot and killed him. Murphy advanced alone on the house and single-handedly killed six, wounded two, and took 11 prisoners. He was awarded a battlefield commission on October 14th, 1944, at the age of 19. He was ambushed by German snipers and shot in the hip, and yet even having been shot, he captured and killed his attackers. He is one of very few people who have ever won a Medal of Honor and lived to tell the tale. His unit uh, was attacked by... Uh, six German tanks and a wave of infantry. The Germans scored a direct hit on uh, an American M-10 tank destroyer. He uh, ordered his men to retreat to prepared positions in the wood while he remained forward at his command post so that he could continue to get fire directions to the artillery by telephone. At the time, in order to get accurate fire from artillery, which are the big guns that... Uh, that fire not at the front lines, but usually some uh, some distance behind the lines, the giant artillery shells that are used to break apart enemy armor and defenses. Um, they need men up front to call in the positions to tell the big gunners where to shoot because they can't see where they're shooting back as far back as they are. And he took on that job himself. I think that's significant, because he was an officer by this point. He could have ordered anyone in his unit to do that. But he took that risk upon himself. And while doing that, stood alone engaging um, an enemy unit, first with M1 rifle fire, and then mounting the tank destroyer, the one that had been hit by the Germans and was literally on fire and firing 50 caliber machine guns at advancing Europe, holding off an entire company. We're talking more than 100 attackers. One man holding up more than 100 attackers. And he held for an hour. And he killed or wounded 50 Germans, not counting those destroyed by artillery fire. Even while being wounded... And as soon as he ran out of ammo, he rejoined his men and led them back to repel the Germans, refusing medical attention while he did. This is a story that sounds like it comes from a movie. It doesn't sound like real life. I think it's all the more extraordinary because this was a real person. This was not some superhero. He was not Captain America. This was someone who was like Captain America before the super serum. If you've seen that movie, if you imagine uh, if uh, he never got the serum and went to war just as a, a smallest, somewhat sickly, normal guy, that was Audie Murphy. He was just a young kid. The only thing he had was courage. And that's what, what makes his heroism so extraordinary. When they asked him, why did he do it? Because he, even, even during the Second World War, where acts of heroism were very common, what he did was special, and it attracted attention. And, and people asked him, why did you do it? What would inspire you single-handedly to take on an entire enemy company? to stand for an hour alone against more than a hundred men. He answered in five words. He said, they were killing my friends. That's why he did it. Naughty Murphy didn't end his life after the Second World War. He lived for some time thereafter. He proved to be a really interesting guy. He had lots of, uh, lots of talents, lots of interests outside of the military. In fact, he started a career as an actor between 1948 and 1969. He acted in 40 films, He played Billy, the kid and the outlaw, Jesse James. He acted alongside such greats as Jimmy Stewart's, uh, considered by many to be one of the greatest actors of the middle 20th century. He was a songwriter. He wrote songs that became hits in his own time. And he was a poet. He was a, a sensitive soul who came from Came from the most common of circumstances. An ordinary American kid grew up to be a hero, and a Hollywood actor, a movie star, a poet. You know, people sometimes ask what is the American dream? And I've thought about that question. How do I describe that to my son? What is the American dream? And I think it's it's the story of Audie Murphy. Someone who had every disadvantage and yet went off to risk everything for what he believed in and built an extraordinary life. That's the American dream. After he died in a plane crash in the 70s, he was buried at Arlington National Cemetery. There, That's uh, the cemetery where uh, America's war veterans uh, are buried if they choose to be. Most Medal of Honor recipients receive a special gravestone decorated with gold leaf in recognition of their extraordinary heroism. Uh, Audie Murphy's gravestone is plain and inconspicuous, just like an ordinary soldier. That was per his wishes, uh, because he didn't feel that he'd done anything special. He, in his own mind, was just an ordinary soldier, like the men he served with. But his countrymen recognized him as something special. His funeral was attended by many of the great and powerful of his time, including a man by the name of George H.W. Bush. And even to this day, it's the second most visited grave at Arlington National Cemetery after that of President John F. Kennedy. I think, uh, Audie Murphy's story is a good place to start my series on history stories for my son because it's a perfect illustration of how a story can teach a young person growing up what it means to be good and brave, what it means to live your life to the fullest. What is the American dream? I give you the life of Audie Murphy.